0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel. T. Coleman. Woo. Here we go on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at Super Talk. Actually, no, not at SuperTalk.fm. If you are a SuperTalk.fm listener, you may have noticed that website is undergoing some maintenance right now. It'll be back up and running uh, very, very soon. But for now, obviously, the podcast is still available at all your favorite spots Apple, Spotify, uh, 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 Stitcher. Is that what Stitcher? In, yeah, Google in, Play. And it over, overcast. overcast. I know all about Overcast now. So yeah, a lot of, a lot I'd of great. i have never heard of Overcast until like. There are ago. hundreds of podcast apps out. People I have people all the time who are like, "Hey, I listen on, you know, this and it's not there." And I'm just like, "Well, it's you're the only person who's complained." Is usually what I would say. All right, so here,
1: let's talk about this. But when I had
0: way. like five or six people, I was like, "Okay, something's obviously wrong."
1: Well, would you say that most people listen to podcasts on their phone? Yes. Most people have either, either an iPhone or an Android, right? Right. Both iPhone and Android have their individual podcast app, Correct. Right? We're on both, right? Yes. Why? I mean, I, I'm I all for know. people doing whatever they want to I, do. I, I, I just don't understand, like, why would you need some something There are probably some features else.
0: or something. Maybe some podcasts that are only available in specific platforms or, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I listen to my podcast on Spotify.
1: See, I would just... When I listen to podcasts, I listen to it on the, you
0: know, the iPhone we'll podcast app. I have Spotify. App. I'm paying for it. I might as well use it. Okay. That makes sense. So...
1: Anyway, wherever you listen to us, we very much appreciate
0: it. All of our listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us, want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. It's getting close to Valentine's Day, guys. Time to start thinking. Time to start thinking. Nothing says I love you quite like the biggest, fattest ice cream cake you ever saw. Even Joel Coleman couldn't resist the love that is a Churn and Spoon ice cream cake. I'll tell you right now, if I brought an ice cream cake in here right now, they had one I saw the other day. Did you see it on Twitter? The chocolate peanut butter one? Oh. That's right in Joel Coleman's alley. I'd be
1: like Eve in the Garden of Eden. I'd yeah. be looking at it like, I know I'm not. I know I shouldn't. Yeah. But. You know what I would be over here?
0: Have a slice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would be. So, why don't you give them a call today and reserve that right now. <laughs> Get yourself a cake for Valentine's Day. Show your Valentine you really love her with a gift from Churn and Spoon or from Strange Brew. Coffee House. I want to thank uh, College Corner baseball season. We're going to talk some baseball on this podcast. This is our first really baseball-forward podcast of the of the new year. We're looking forward to it, and we're looking forward to seeing you to Duty Noble this uh, this spring. I want to see you in brand-new gear. I swear if I see one of you in a maroon is all that matters shirt, I'm going to publicly humiliate you. I'm going to come down there, and I'm going to say something to your
1: face. You know Probably. I mean, that hadn't been announced Social yet. Social distance, of course. Yeah, there'll probably
0: be less people than normal. So it'll be easy to spot. So it'll be easy to spot. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going down to the food truck to get my gizzards and you are wearing Marines maroon all well, the you're going to hear from me. So just save yourself the trouble. Head by College Corner, two locations in the Jackson area to serve you, or just shop online at collegecornerstore.com and pick yourself out something nice and new. New year, new gear with College Corner. Advantage Business Systems. Wants this year to be your best year ever. And the best way to do that is to make sure everything is at peak performance. That's what Advantage Business Systems does. They come in and they look at your, what you're doing and they figure out ways to do it better. They've been doing it for nearly five decades, helping businesses just like yours. So what are you waiting for? It's a no brainer. Call them today at 844 833 6245 or visit them online. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a group text here, so I just said something really funny, and I happened to see it. Visit them online at apsms dot com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Long story short, this guy we're we're talking about some positive things that have happened in the pandemic. Yes, and this guy said I didn't have to call a plumber because Stephen Agustinelli didn't come to my house. So it's pretty good. Shout out to my cousin. I just happened to look down and see. I was like, oh, God. All right. Uh, baseball is what we're going to talk about now. Is this a fair statement that for Mississippi State, this has been a year of 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 expectations running a little wild in, in, talk, in terms of athletics? And what I mean by that is, you know, football, I think people were excited about Mike Leach, and then the LSU game happens and everybody, oh, my gosh, and then it, you come back down to earth hard. Women's basketball, we're sort of seeing that. Men's basketball, I don't think we had a lot of expectations, but then they won a few games and it turned into, okay, this team is better than we thought, and then it came crashing back down. Am I right in thinking that, that Mississippi State fans have had a tough year with
1: expectations? I think you're very right in thinking that. Uh, the, the only one that you could argue there a little bit, I think, is is the men's basketball thing, because I do think going into the year the expectations were not there. And, and then when the team starts, what, Three and one in SEC play and should have been four and one. Then the A&M loss happened, but then you bounce back and beat Florida and you're four and two going into that old miss game. Everybody starts thinking, you know, things go right. This team could could be bubbly yeah. come tournament time and, you, yeah. and the expectations start rising. And now you had the the whatever you want to call the old miss game put your adjective of choice there and uh, play well at Alabama, but lose a game and, and you're sitting there at 500 in league play and you're probably not going to go to the tournament. Uh, barring some miracle. So there goes any expectations you'd built up for them. I mean, I think everything you said is perfectly fair. You look across the board, and everybody started envisioning best-case scenarios for football after LSU. Uh, Women's basketball, I mean, the, the tale has not been written yet on that team. But as of the moment, things have not been trending in the right direction of late. So everywhere you look, there has been... Good old disappointment so far. Um, baseball, for all of our sakes, is coming around, and, and, and maybe they will uh, save the day for, for everyone's hopes. We'll see.
0: Well, let's talk about those expectations then for MSU Baseball because the the two polls that I tend to, uh, to, to rely on the most because I know the people who put them together are D1 and Baseball America. State's 7th and D1 and eighth in Baseball America. But in the SEC, I think, what, five top ten teams? Off the top of my head, Something Vanderbilt, like Florida, State and Ole Miss. I think LSU is top ten in at least one poll. Um, it's, I mean, it's always a murderer's row. It's Arkansas always is in some. top ten in some poll. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Arkansas, yeah. I mean, we know, we know where, uh, you know, this tournament they're going to be in, playing all these great teams. I mean, this is – this is going to be a really unusual year for for college baseball. There's, there's there's good teams are are better than ever. So are these fair expectations to say that this should be a top 10 team?
1: It's fair expectation.
0: It's going to be really hard
1: to to live up to it. I mean, that's just the bottom line because you look around and I think there's this belief that holy cow state's got maybe the deepest pitching staff it's ever had that's that's a true statement i mean it just does um you know you you look at the lineup and there's a lot of promise there um even though you lost foskew and westberg you still have you know very valuable offensive pieces there i mean mississippi state in a vacuum you just look at them they are a top 10 team there is no doubt about that and it ain't going to surprise a single soul anywhere if we're in Omaha come middle of the summer. right? I mean, that's just bottom line. But I think people, I don't know if they forget, but sometimes you can come get so locked in on how good you think you are, you forget that, oh, LSU and Ole Miss and everybody else, the teams you just mentioned, and maybe some others, they got the benefit of having deepness, for lack of a better word, too, because a lot of their guys can come back, too. You know they're in the same, the same cleats that you were a year ago. Uh, they have a lot of the same benefits that you had too. So some of those good teams that were good a year ago are going to be even better this year too. And and when you start throwing that around a little bit, baseball being the unpredictable sport it is anyway, I mean, are the expectations fair? Absolutely. Is it just a given? When you look around at how talented everybody else is, that Mississippi State's going to live up to those expectations? No, I mean, you know, not to be the doom and gloom show, but I mean, there is a chance that you get out there in that lineup. What if Brandon Pimentel doesn't develop any? Right. What if, uh, you know, Scotty Debrule takes over second and doesn't hit? I mean, he's hit his whole career outside the SEC. What if he doesn't in the SEC? What if Tanner Allen um, doesn't bounce back from the injury the way that you would have hoped? And and he goes out there and he he doesn't look like Tanner Allen. I mean, you can fill in the the what ifs and the what what if Kellum Clark you know gets a shot at third and just as a freshman might do, you know, struggles mightily. I mean, you can draw out a, a scenario where state doesn't score a ton of runs. That's pretty easy to do because you know what, last year they didn't score a ton of runs, right? Even with Foskey and Westberg in the lineup, right? So you can draw out problems for Mississippi State for sure. Um, but are the expectations fair given the depth of this pitching staff and given the potential of the guys in the lineup? They're absolutely fair. Uh, but there's the randomness that comes with baseball. There's There are no slam dunks when it comes to the Diamond. So.
0: so let's let's do this. Give me three reasons why you think Mississippi State will be in Omaha. And then let's do three reasons that they won't. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I about went with
1: pitching, pitching, pitching. But well, that's not. I don't know. If that's fair. Let me tell you something but, about that, though.
0: That could be a reason that you don't, because as much as we love those guys and think they're super talented, the combined SEC starts between uh, McLeod, Bednar, and Sarantola is zero. I, I that's, that's that to me is a reason. You know, you don't have a lot. You have a lot of young, promising arms, but you don't have Hardly any SEC experience outside of Price himself. That's fair to me. I, I'm not claiming to be
1: some baseball scout that just knows all after I see a guy a few times. I think Christian McLeod is a slam dunk to be a very successful pitcher in this league. Like I'm oh, I don't, when I it comes well, when it comes to worry, if you want to use that word, yeah. Christian McLeod for me is a zero percent worry. Okay, I, I feel like I feel like he's going to be a star. Yes. Um, I, I, Bedner has the stuff mm-hmm. to be a star. So does Serantola, And so does Sarantola. I, didn't, I don't know if Bednar got enough action for me to just make a declaration that he's absolutely going to be a stud. Um, so if you want to put him in that questionable category, I'm okay with that. I think he will be. I think he's going to be very, very good, and I think he'll submit himself as that Saturday guy. But if you want to say didn't see enough out of him, I think I think that's a fair take to have. Uh, to me, of the three, Sarantola is the more iffy. If you want to say it that to hold down that spot, just right. because he's been iffy his whole career, right? I don't know that it's. You have to really do some. Uh, I said mental gymnastics, but to convince yourself that it's an absolute certainty that he's going to stick on Sunday and just be a, a lockdown guy. But the tools have, are there, and they've kind of always been there. I, I think back to, can't remember who it was, I was reading about Randy Johnson, and it was talking about how he. it took him a little while to figure out, and it takes some of these big, tall, lanky guys sometimes a little longer to figure stuff out than, than other people because... Uh, they're just long, lanky, got to figure out their bodies and stuff. Um, year three now with Sarantola, I mean, it's another year of development, another year of figuring things out. We've seen it time and time again for, at Mississippi State how guys like Dakota Hudson or whoever, you know, fill in the blank of guys that after a couple of years, it just clicks. Um, I think there's a chance that happens with Sarantola, but mm-hmm. that, he's dang sure to me, and everybody's entitled to their opinion, Of those three guys, he is the one that you kind of circle, and I I just don't know if he if he will end up being right that guy. You kind of on the same page there with those three, absolutely. Um, But that said, the reason I say pitching, 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 why they'll be in Omaha is because you have so many options now, man. You do, and they're talented. Well, let's say Sarantola, you know, can't hang on, Mm -hmm. can't hang on that Sunday roll. I mean, you got. We'll see what they do with Brandon Smith. Right, but he could—he's but he could be one of those guys. I don't know if they're going to be a little more judicious with him and in his innings coming off of Tommy John, or if he's full go. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. But that's an option for well, you. He got
0: hurt what in fall? Oh, of, it's been a while of twenty twenty, right? No, of twenty nineteen. Yes. So he's. So I mean, about, he's he's now like eighteen months ish. I mean, you're talking about this is the part where you he start should feeling be good he to should go, be completely good. Yeah.
1: Um. So we'll see. Uh. But there's an option. They, they talked back during the fall about Landon Sims and how they might make him a starter. Um, he, here in the next couple of weeks, as we talk more to these coaches and guys, we'll get a better grasp on what their ultimate plans are from him. But there's you another option. Landon Sims looked electric out of the pen last year. Could you imagine if that's in the rotation and, and he's able to carry that success over? Um, I mean, you you have all kinds of of options to, to run out there. And, and, and to me, that that's why... I think pitching is why this team will be in Omaha. Because if, if guy if guy A, B, or C doesn't work, well, you got guy D, E, and F right there waiting in the wings. There's someone there for all those spots. Um, so I, I think pitching all around is why this team will be in Omaha. Why they won't be me to me, though, is all offensive. I mean, I, I think there is a, a very real chance that this team struggles mightily
0: offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you agree with that? It's possible. I mean, I think the good news is that uh, Lamones is a hitting coach. You've got some veteran bats in Tanner Allen, Rowdy Jordan, Josh Hatcher. You've got three guys that you, you know that you can rely on. I feel like you can sort of rely on Landon Jordan a little bit. Uh, you've got young potential, Cameron James, Kellum Clark. And then you sort of mentioned him earlier, Pimentel is sort of the X factor here. If he develops, you know, if what we saw in that one swing against Oregon State can become a you know a, a habit, then you've got somebody in the middle of the order that can protect everybody. But if he can't, I mean, you, I mean, you got to move on. You can't, you can't, you can't have him out there hitting 150 again. You can't, you just can't do that. Yeah. So they need what they what they need are in the early going is for uh, the three guys, Jordan, Allen, and Hatcher, to come out hot. And let everybody else come up to speed. Let those three guys sort of carry you in the early early weeks, and and go from there. That's how. That's the best case scenario for Mississippi State. Actually, the best case scenario is everybody just comes out and they're just hitting. Yeah. You know, De and and all those guys.
1: Yeah, you know, Brule to me is one of the. It's interesting. I, I think he could end up being a very key piece of this offense clicking because you look at his uh, resume, and it didn't happen in the SEC. But I I made this comparison with with Chris Lamonis back a few weeks ago, and and he kind of agreed with it. DeBruy is a little Mangum-esque in that it just seems like all the guy does is get on base. If that translates over... What is this money balls on? What can he do? (laughs) Get on base. When I I point, you talk. (laughs) Uh, But if that translates over, man, you got to figure that Rowdy or Tanner or Josh... One of those, one or two of those three are, are going to be just fine. Maybe all three of them. And if all three of them are, then this offense is just fine. But if De is on base and you get a couple of those other guys right there in the middle that's always knocking him in, I mean, it just seems like to me that this offense, a lot of pressure would go off of it if Brule is just, you know, percentages of what Jake Mangum used to be at the top of that lineup. <laughs> uh, so I, I think he could be, end up being a really key piece of things. I'm interested to see Kellum Clark, how he develops offensively. Yeah. I, well, well, I am interested to see Kellum Clark. I'm, Cameron James is who I had in mind. I said Kellum Clark. Cameron James. But Cameron yeah. James is who I was trying to talk about. Showed it. a lot
0: of potential in the show Showed those potential.
1: Weeks, yeah. and, and now you're going to move to the middle of the infield where you're more comfortable. I mean, shortstop was his original position coming in, and they moved him to third because you got Jordan Westbrook. So now you back at short. Can more comfort at the position and more comfort at Mississippi State turn him into a star a little bit? And I, I think it, it could. It um, yeah, absolutely, man. It is a team that that I I think you should very easily have the expectations for them to get to Omaha, and if they don't, you should be disappointed that they didn't because, I mean, there, there's a lot of promise there. So, But if they don't get there, to me, I think it's probably going to be more so because they couldn't
0: score runs. So let's fast forward on, on the calendar here to end of May. What do you think is going to be the? the what are we doing in May? What are we doing in June? Here in, in Mississippi State. Oh, I mean my my guess
1: is, I mean it's it's regional super regional time.
0: Okay. I mean I think I, yeah. National seed. I mean, I th- I think so. Okay. I mean, if you made me just put money on it, I would say yes. National seed, you feel good about your chances to get to the absolutely. You do. That said, Joel, once again, you have set high expectations. I know. So I know. We'll see if this can be the team that delivers. I think. I think they can. I think they can. I think the talent is there, and I, I believe in Lamonis. I think Lamonis I've said this. I said this a lot. His first year, that his temperament is just right for Mississippi State baseball. You know, not, not that I had anything against Cohen blowing up the umpires, and then Ron Polk did it all the same t- time too. But right now, baseball requires a little bit more of an analytical approach, and I think Chris Limones brings that. And you've got a great staff with Gotro and Foxhall. I I just feel like this team is set up for success. I don't think they're a national championship team. I feel like it would be another trip to Omaha, probably coming up short. But that said, going to Omaha with the pitching staff you have here, in that ballpark, you feel pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if you get to Omaha with that pitching staff, you're in the running as much as anybody. Exactly. Um. Much Ye- different than it was two years ago when you, you had Ethan Small. And I mean, Plumley was good and Ginn was good, but they weren't Ethan Small. This is, I feel like if everybody plays to their potential, and that's the key. You know, Sarantola has not ever really played to his potential. He's shown you innings, but he hasn't shown you games. But if they can, I mean, you've got three potential first rounders. Yes. That's, that, that should be enough to win. You would think. Um, if you- it's not, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'll put it that way.
1: We started all this talking about expectations. Um, it Maybe this is just the benefit of having hindsight now. I think of the four big sports, uh, football, men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, s- state baseball is the one. I think if you could rewind my mind back to August and ask, which of the four are you most confident about having the success you think they'll have, mm-hmm. I think baseball is what I would have said, you know. So, there's that. If you want to make yourself feel good about this team living up to expectations, I think they were the most likely of the four, to. Yeah. Because even women's basketball, I was high on women's basketball. I know you were, too. But this is going to try to make me sound smarter than I am. I'm not. I mean, I still had questions in my mind about a new coach and a, a roster that was a little bit new-look that didn't have girls that had played just a ton – of SEC action in the past, I mean, I I could have drawn out a scenario where the team wasn't that great. I didn't think it would happen, as it appears to kind of be happening, where the team has taken a little bit of a, more of a step back. than I I really though with baseball have always felt like this this team. I'm not saying that they're too good to not fail. It's baseball. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen if that team right. from if that team from twenty uh, eighteen can make it to Omaha. Yeah, anything
0: can happen. I in felt twenty nineteen was too big to fail. I felt with Mangum and all those guys, I just felt like that team was going to Omaha the whole time. This team doesn't have that same vibe, but I still think they can get but there. But I still feel really confident that this team can get there, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what expectations lead to uh, for Mississippi State baseball just a just a few weeks away.
1: really is, man. What is it? Like, I mean, I'm getting, getting what, me to, fr- three, like, two th- weeks
0: from Friday? Yeah, so three
1: Fridays two, from now? Something like that.
0: The 31st. It includes a little math and that kind it, of thing. It's the 29th. The 5th, the 11th, or the 12th, yeah, and then the 19th, yeah, three Fridays from now. MSU Baseball back in action. Play ball. Let's do it. Let's move on over to basketball, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef, who are just, they just keep getting it done. And I don't know if you saw on Facebook, did you see this on Facebook? I mentioned earlier that Valentine's Day is coming. They've got a Valentine's package now at Welcome Home Beef. Ooh. Let me tell you what uh, what $70 is going to get you. Uh, is it 70? Let me make sure, me make sure I got the, uh, the price right here. 70 bucks. Here we go. First off, you get five seafood stuffed mushrooms. You get two for the sides. You get two side salad, two servings of asparagus, two servings of mashed potatoes. This is Joel Coleman. I'm. I have so far got Joel Coleman's interest. Asparagus. That's what Jeremy Pruitt didn't know what asparagus was. I know what it is. It's delicious. A, every time I hear
1: asparagus, now you think of Jeremy Pruitt. I think of Jeremy yeah. Pruitt because he did said he did. He had to have known what asparagus he's, was,
0: didn't he? Either that or he's just. I mean, th- I get where like Sabin says, I didn't know it was election day because he's locked in. But asparagus is something you go to the grocery store, you see it. <laughs> How do you not know what asparagus is? How Have you gone to a steakhouse and never seen asparagus? <laughs> I mean, am I supposed to believe he's never eaten at a steakhouse? He's an idiot. That's why he got fired. Asparagus is delicious, I might add. So what well, we got, two side salads, two servings of asparagus, two servings of mashed potatoes. Your choice of two steaks, either a 16-ounce ribeye or an 8-ounce filet. And, and this is the best part, five pieces of chocolate-covered bacon. It's a little sweet treat there at the end. And the best kind of sweet treat, chocolate-covered bacon. 70 bucks for that. that. I mean, that's Valentine's Day at home. Don't you don't have to risk going out. You don't have to put the mask on. You just stay at home and eat delicious food. That really is a fantastic deal. That's a great deal. I mean, normally just the steaks themselves will be close to 70 bucks. And for them to throw in all the rest of that. I mean, that's that's kind of deal. If you're doing the math here, that's 35 bucks a person. Yeah. It's it's Yeah. Also, right now if you order online at uh, welcomehomebeef.com or I'm sorry, this is something different. What is this then? Well, I don't know what that was. But don't mind. Never worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's not important. The Valentine's Day package, that's what's important. Call them today at 662-268-8148 to go ahead and place your reservation and get one now. Don't wait to the last second to do that. Do it today. If you're here in the Starkville area, in the Golden Triangle, or anywhere in Mississippi, they can ship, and they will take care of you. And your Valentine's Day is taken care of with welcome home beef. And on top of everything else. Everything they're gonna send you, I got some good news about it. It just tastes good. All right, Mississippi State basketball. You're right over there. I am. I'm good. Something as like there was a deal here, but see, I see what happened. Okay, so because I searched for Welcome Home Beef on Facebook, I got a stupid ad that I thought was from Welcome Home Beef, but it's not. So we're gonna never see this ad again. Why? Why? Why do you want to hide this ad? It's irrelevant. <laughs> just like the rest of your ads, Facebook. Hide all ads from these people? Absolutely. Never again. If I want steaks, I'll call Welcome Home Beef. I'm not calling this other company that's putting ads in my... I mean, look, if there's an ad on my feed, it's one thing. I search for this thing and that's the first thing that pops up? That's crap. If you're listening, Zuckerberg, suck it. <laughs> I know you're listening too, you alien person. Anyway. I'm now staring at this Welcome Home Beef dinner kit. You should do this. That's a good idea for you and the wife. The only problem is this: you need me to come over and cook the steaks. You don't know how to do it. Yeah,
1: I just spent an extra ten bucks or so to get you over here's there. Here's the thing: off.
0: I can teach you how to do it without actually going into your home, and it's—I swear to you, Joel—it's absolutely foolproof. <laughs> so we're we will talk about that later. Mississippi State taking on number 18 Tennessee uh, tonight uh, in Knoxville. This is a good basketball team. Rick Barnes—you know—of all the new hires that were made uh, in the SEC. I did not think that Rick Barnes would end up being the, the cream of the crop. If you, cream of the crop, yeah, yeah. rises to the top. Uh-huh. But but they've just been the most consistent team under him. Uh, really good basketball team. Uh, a team you know, looking at their, their their numbers, they don't have a guy averaging more than twenty nine minutes a game. Very balanced up and down the lineup. They've got a, they're a good shooting team. Forty five percent from the field. Uh, They're out-rebounding their opponents by about four uh, per game. I mean, they're just a solid, solid uh, team. A solid, solid team that has not had good fortune of late. No. A couple of losses uh, last week to Missouri and to Alabama, I believe. Um, But they're good. I mean, it is a solid team. Four guys in double figures and then three more guys. I'm sorry. They have one, two, three, four, five, six. They have seven guys averaging eight or more points per game. I mean, that's just good. There's no way around that. Um, Mississippi State, we all know what's going on there. A, a, they, it's been a tough few weeks for the Bulldogs. Ever since that, that, the win over Florida, you know they've lost two in a row. They've lost three of their last four. And now they've got to go to Tennessee. This is a tough assignment. I will say this. If the state can play more or less the same kind of game they played against Alabama, I mean, Tennessee's not as good as Alabama. They'll have a chance to win. But that's been the problem with this Mississippi State team is putting together back-to-back performances.
1: Yeah, it has been. And I asked Ben Howland about the the consistency and the the roller coaster ride that has been this season so far. I asked him about that the other day after the game, and his answer basically went on to start reading a bunch of stats about the Alabama game. <laughs> so he didn't really answer the question, which may have been an indictment more so on my question than his answer, but. Either way, this team really has been a little bit Jekyll and Hyde. Even within games. You remember the Missouri game, you and I and everybody watching. Watched that first half and Mm -hmm. thought, man, this team, terrible. And then they come out in the second half and just light it up. So, I mean, we we have seen this team look really good, and then we've seen them come out with performances like the Ole Miss game. So... You don't really know lately which Mississippi State you're going to get, but I agree with you in that if you get the best version of it, um, they got a really good chance to win this game, and well, really good maybe. It yeah, really good feels like a, yeah, a little stretch, but if they play to their p- potential and what we've seen against Missouri, and I mean because Missouri may be better than Tennessee, have they have those two played? I don't. They know. They played last week,
0: yeah. And Missouri, That's right, Missouri, Missouri won. And so, yeah.
1: I mean, you can't do the whole transitive state beat Missouri, so you should. Why beat can't Tennessee we let's do it anyway? Yeah, let's do it. Anyway. Um. But but yeah, that really if you if you look at this league, Alabama right now is because like we're talking football, they're so far in front of everybody right now. For in my mind, like they they are the top team in this league, no question. And then after Alabama, I feel like it's just a melting pot of yeah, you can beat them all. You know, I, I think State could beat anybody else in the league and shoot they about, be, you know, they were within three points of Bama with, what, 30 seconds left on Saturday. So, uh yeah, I mean, State's got to bring their A game, though. You yeah. know, the, the key is
0: – Yeah, if you play like – The key you is, is getting like Miss, four – you know, As Ben Allen has said before, getting four guys in double figures, and then yeah. you, you feel good about the situation. Yeah, if you play like you get against Ole Miss against Tennessee, it's going to be much worse. Oh, yeah. Much worse. Um, For the Bulldogs, you mentioned the four guys in double figures – I'm still perplexed by the handling of Jalen Johnson on Saturday. Um, Because, honestly, Cam Matthews, we all love what he can do defensively. But offensively, you're playing 4-on-5 when he's on the court. You're playing 4-on-5. And then State, there was a couple times where the lineup was something like Davon Smith, Cam Matthews, JV and Davis, Adu, and then DJ Stewart. You know, like, you got one guy out there that can score. One. That was kind of... Those are the kind of lineups you just can't have happen. And Ben Howland has to know that. So State's got to find some, some, some middle ground here. I understand wanting to have Cam Matthews out there for de- defensive purposes. I get that. But you can't go with that kind of lineup with DJ Stewart and just like, all right, you're, you, because nobody else is trusted to make a shot. That's got to get fixed. Jalen Johnson is, is too valuable a guy. They've got to start running some, some sort of sets for him because he can hit those shots. I get that he's not the best athlete in the world. But, hey, Ben, you recruited the guy. So, figure it out. You know, it just irks me that you, you'd st- why, in that case, why start him? He played four minutes and they were, after four minutes, were like, this isn't working. I mean, I, I appreciate trying to be proactive. I get that. But it seems to me the better idea there is to go three guards with Smith, Molinar, and Stewart. And then go Tolu Smith and Adu. Honestly, with Alabama, I would have not played Adu very much anyway. I would have had Tolu with the five. And you know, figure something else out at the four, maybe JV and Davis there. I don't know. But regardless, state's got state state needs to it's sort of I feel like state needs to tinker, but not really. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they gotta figure some things out, but at the same time we know what was working. Was that, that that starting lineup with Jalen Johnson? So you gotta make that work somehow. I agree. Four guys in double figures, they will win the basketball game. Of course, I say that. I mean, you look at Kentucky and I'm sorry, Tennessee, and how balanced their scoring is. It might not be enough, but you'd feel pretty good about the Bulldogs' chances uh, there. All right, you want to make a prediction? I think I think State. I, I think, think they lose. To lose. Tennessee to win, yeah, probably 75-68, something like that.
1: I mean, I, I do feel like more often than not, this team plays pretty well to get. I, I feel like the Ole Miss game was a little bit of an anomaly. When you look at this season as a whole, I would say that if not for Texas A&M. Well, while they kind of looked like crap against Texas A&M down the stretch, I didn't feel like as a whole in that game that effort well, and energy were, up, were a they question.
0: were up double digits. Yeah, you know, they just fell apart. Uh,
1: Ole Miss was a game in which, from beginning to end, it just looked like State mentally wasn't in it. Um, so I think that that was an outlier. So I think State will be in it from a mental effort, energy, competitive standpoint. I just think in the end, usually the best team on their home floor wins. So i uh, I say Tennessee wins a game up. I don't know it feels like kind of a <clears throat> seventy five seventy kind of game something yeah, like that something like that.
0: so there you go all right uh tomorrow's rumblings we're gonna we're gonna have to just keep the rumblings on Thursday for a little bit while these Tuesday games are happening. If a state's on a Tuesday, we're moving the rumblings over so so let it be written, so let it be done. That is now the law of the land. Uh, so, rumblings on Thursday. We'll recap State's game against Tennessee. Uh, and we will we need to look ahead for women because that's the big game, obviously. Mississippi State, South Carolina. We'll give that a look ahead as well. I think the game's on Thursday, though. That's not a problem. We're, we're, we're good. We're good. So, we'll do that. All right, guys. Have a great uh, Tuesday. Joel and I will be back with you on Wednesday. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.